Hey there, this is Ashley, and you're listening to Confidence in Coffee. I'm so glad you joined us this week. Through life coaching, speaking events, and this podcast, and my book, My Father's House, coming soon, hopefully, I've made it my lifelong mission to share my experience and help others share theirs so you can find the same hope and confidence that I found. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love making people smile, making a good TikTok dance or Insta story, but my hope is that you'll come for the laughs and stick around for the transformation. I don't take it for granted that in the little bit of time that you have to spend on yourself each day, you choose to spend it with me. So grab your cup of coffee and let's get ready to be refreshed, to laugh a little, maybe cry a little, and be encouraged that no matter our circumstances, we can still be confident. If you love me and you love this podcast, then I have something else you're going to love. Go to my website at ashleyhenriot.com and check out my store. I have the cutest items, teas, tanks, stickers, and even my favorite coffee cups. And of course, free shipping. What mom doesn't love free shipping, right? You'll find my message of empowering and encouraging women there as well. And because you listen to this podcast, I'm going to give you my friends a code to get 10% off. Use code LOVE10 and get 10% off your whole entire purchase. I'll link it in the show notes for you as well, sister. Okay, you guys. So I'm here with Cody Burns and just kind of hold on to that last name. I say that because he gave me permission to say that, um, but I'm really so honored to have him. Just a phenomenal human being who is doing amazing work for God. Cody is actually an international speaker and he's the founder of the CB Foundation. And Cody, please just correct me if I'm wrong in any way. I have my own aneurysm. Say, I don't even say aneurysm, right? So just please correct me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's for burn survivors. You guys, his story is, I just, when I was reading it and I was reading his testimony, I I just can't process everything that he went through. I just can't process it. And so he just took what he went through and he ran with it. And now he gets to help so many other people. And so he actually wrote a book. It's a best-selling book. And in 2013, it's called Scar Release. And it's based on his personal experience. In 2013, he had a really terrible car accident where he was considered dead until first responders saw his hands move. I just, I just, it's God brought those, those people to see that happen. And he had multiple injuries and 40% of your body was completely burnt. Wow. So after years of surgeries and rehabilitation, he really just, he's here and he looks amazing and he's getting married and he's got all the good things going on, busy things, but good things going on. And so he just took his experience and he transformed it into helping others maximize their own potential by finding a sense of purpose and accomplishment, no matter their circumstances, which is my heart. We just have so much to talk about. We had so much to talk about before we press this button. He's been so patient because you guys know, if you didn't know, my family had COVID. And so we just had to push this off. But now is the time. And I think this time is perfect because of where the podcast is going to go. But yeah, you guys, I am really excited to have you. So Cody, I am going to pray for our listeners, if that's okay. And then we're just going to dive into like what you're going to talk to us about today. Okay. All right. 
Thank you, Lord God, that I just get to be here with this amazing human and just the work that you are doing in his life that brings you glory. It is it is in such a vital time that people hear this message. And I'm so honored, Father God, that you've given us this platform. And I just want to pray for the listeners that are hearing this message right now. I pray that their hearts are open. I pray that they're able to receive it wherever they are. In whatever season they're in, Father God, it resonates with them and it sends them as a catalyst into the purpose in which you have set out for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so I don't think I did you justice. I mean, you have an amazing story and you're doing so much with it. You have your book, you have your nonprofit, but also like I saw that you're a coach like life coaching. I'm, I was like, I don't fill out an application. Like I already like signed up for your other stuff, like your yeah. first chapter of your book and stuff, which we'll talk about you guys. It's so exciting. But yeah, I, I don't want to miss any of your stories. So can you tell us just like a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for having me on your show. I am so honored and blessed to be here. And uh, in advance, I apologize to all the listeners. I am a little stuffy right now, so bear with me. <laughs> But my name, Cody Burns, and it's an interesting uh, name because I'm a burn survivor. And so I tell people all the time I had one of those names I had to live up to. And so uh, that that's a joke. <laughs> people I mean, are like, didn't fly over too well. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to write that down to never say that again. Never say that again. That's like, uh, okay. Anyhow, maybe God on. had a sense of humor. Well, he does has he does have a sense. Like he of, didn't cause the accident, but he's like, no, look, let's he, laugh, let's find the joy exactly. in it. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, God did not. I don't, and I believe that too. And I and I and I I talk about that in my in my book, and um, I believe he allows things to happen. But but no, I, he does has he does have a sense of humor, and I tell people all the time, if you don't believe me, go to Walmart. And mm. I mean, you find out really quick that he does have, have a sense of humor. And, and, you know, and I'm okay with people laughing uh, at my condition. I really am. I just tell them don't make jokes because, you know, I hate to get roasted. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's uh, it's a morbid sense of humor, folks. <laughs> and so, all right, Lord, help us. Anyhow, my name, my name is Cody Burns, and I now live in Tampa, Florida, but I am originally from southern Indiana. And grew up in, in a great uh, Christian home, crazy, you know, not perfect by any means, but we you know we all love God. Grew up out in the middle of a cornfield, had a wild imagination. Um, got me wow. and got two younger brothers. And um, at a young age, I became fascinated with an interesting talent because my parents took me to the circus. And, and I'm going somewhere with this. They took me to the circus. And at this circus, there was a uh, juggler. And I see him juggle all these objects and he catch them and everybody in the audience, they're going crazy. And they're thinking, oh, and, and specifically the, the ladies. And I hear the lady, oh, he's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I, and I'm thinking. I feel like I know where this is going. Yeah. What, what I'm thinking. Well, yeah. But so I, well, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm headed there. So the, I hear all the people's reaction. I'm thinking, I've got to have this guy's job. I want this. And I was probably six years old, five, six. I was really young. And so when I left the circus, I told my mom and dad, I want to learn how to juggle. So they took me to a local magic shop. They bought me three beanbag juggling balls. And I sat there in my bedroom for hours, just practicing, teaching myself how to juggle. And I eventually did teach myself. And then a couple of years later, I would go to a church camp, a kid's camp. And it was up in Hartford City, Indiana. I'll never forget it. There was hundreds uh, of kids there. 
There's many activities during the day, but at night there was a special camp speaker. And this camp speaker, as he's up there, he had a special skill to go along with the message that he was teaching. And it was (laughs) juggling. And so instantly, as a little boy, I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. This guy's up on the platform. He's doing the very thing that I'm already doing. I love juggling. But I realized that this man wasn't up on the platform to receive self-glorification, but he was up there to really give a message of hope, spreading the message of, of Christ to us kids. And I believe with all my heart, it was at that same service in the altar time that I, I, I felt God saying to me that this is what you're called to do. And, and I'm called to carry the gospel. And I knew from an early age um, that I wanted to serve God in that manner. And wow. so I pursued you know, pursued that calling. And I volunteered at my local church every opportunity I could. I juggled. I even did clown ministry, (laughs) just everything I could. Every event I was there, I was very blessed to have a church that would allow me to, you know, use those gifts and all the community outreaches I was doing. I was the little kid in the corner dressed as a clown juggling. And then I would tell people about God and tell people, you know. How old were you? Oh, goodness. I was... I've got photos of me back when I was like seven, eight, nine years old. Just really, yeah, that's great. My first missions trip, I was nine years old, and I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I went with the uh, our associate pastor and his wife and their family, and we did inner city ministry in 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 Atlanta, and I did it. I mean, we went to some some crazy areas, and we passed out flyers and. I did the juggling clown thing, but we told other kids about Jesus. And um, so I I just, I've been doing it for many years. I saw when I did my stalking. Yes. <laughs> yes. My podcast interview stalking. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, he yeah. juggles. What? Oh, and there's, there's all kinds of stuff out there. I mean, people can YouTube old videos of me. And, but after high school, I was really taken off. I was speaking at schools, fairs, churches. And, you know, I also had a, a desire uh, or not really a desire, some interest in doing some circus work. I never went and toured with a circus because I knew that that wasn't what God was calling me to do. But I did get to do a couple circus events where I would fly out for a weekend, do a show then come back home. And, and I did the juggling act and the clown thing. And uh, it was a lot of fun. After high school, actively doing all these things, like I said, I knew my my call was to ministry, um, to serve God in that way. And I went to a program in Rockford, Illinois, got my pastoral credentials, and I became a children's pastor right out of that school. And at the same time of being a children's pastor, I traveled the country speaking at kids' camps, conferences. I mean, everything was just continuing to take off in that realm. And so I was passionate about living my life for, for Christ and leading others to Jesus. And, and I, I was very vision and, and focus-oriented. I, I knew the call. And in May of 2013, I, was, um, I just got back from doing mission work in Cuba. I was there for a couple of weeks. We was working with hundreds of kids and leaders. And doing the juggling clown thing. And, you know, life is just going great. You know, sky's the limit. I was 23 years old back in 2013. And then in May, everything would change for me. But I will pause right there before I dive into that side of the story, if you want to say or ask anything. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, don't stop. <laughs> um, so I, what I really, so what I'm interested in is the, your book. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that, that comes from your story. It's your testimony and your ministry that also kind of, those were the catalysts, the push to what, you know, what you went through and you just took it and you created and you just walked more into your calling. And then you now coach people. I wanted you to talk to us a little bit about that because I saw that you have like a training or like a booklet. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would love to, to talk about what that is, like what your vision is with that. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the coaching program is, it's actually just in the beginning stages. And for those that are interested, I am actually doing a special offer to those that want to be like the first. I'm, I'm, I'm selecting like five. Mm-hmm. And so I'm giving a really good uh, estimate price quote on that. And it's going to be two months of one-on-one Zoom calls, uh, group coaching calls. But I'm going to dive in deep to what it means to live an epic life. Yes. And an epic life, um, especially if we take this from a a Christian standpoint. Now, the the coaching program isn't going to be just for Christians alone, because I speak a lot in the secular market as well, a lot of corporate events, colleges. Everything that I do, though, I hope and pray that people understand that, uh, Deep down, I'm I'm all about you know my faith in Christ, and hopefully seeds are planted. Uh, and my hope is is that you know God would open up some doors for me to be able to uh, share the truth in those he conversations. Is. Yeah. So, but the coaching is you know it's it's really going to dive in telling people what an epic life is. Epic is an acronym. E stands for embrace challenges. Challenges will always present themselves at one level or another. If we go through life, challenges is just part of it. Yeah, you said with the game plan, because I downloaded it. Yes. You can download it for free. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So a free copy of it and the game plan. And I love, love, love what you said, because you're not like bluffing it. Like you're not buttering the gospel Mm. or how God transforms us, because it can be hard, but it's a good heart. And I love how you said that, like, (laughs) it contains the steps to get back up after life knocks you down. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it just kind of meets people like where they are rather than like this fluff, like, you know, like that Mm -hmm. self-help, like generation culture of like, you know, we can do all things like, no, like you're down, (laughs) but here's the step-by-step, you know, I just love that. Yeah. No. And I think that is something that people are craving in this day and age. I think a lot of times we, we live in a world where there is a lot of fluff. There's a lot of you know, even in the church, a lot of churches, sadly, they they, uh, they get sidetracked and they want to, you know, sugarcoat and just, oh, it's uh, nothing but rainbows and unicorns. No, no, no. Life right. is not um, a bed of roses at times. And so challenges is certainly um, something that we as human beings, we have to embrace. And in this program, you know, I, setting with these individuals, male or female, talking with them, just really hearing out their story and we learn how to embrace those challenges. And then the P, which is P stands for provide perspective. How can I reframe my pain? How can I look at the situation differently? What are the lessons I can learn through my pain? Pain is one of our greatest teachers. And so we start to dive into that. And then we have the I, which is implement change. Basically, we begin applying those lessons to our lives. And then we have the C, which is my favorite, and that is celebrate. And out of that celebration, we're serving others. So we celebrate our story. We celebrate the fact that we're here, um, that we're alive. We celebrate the things we've learned through it. But at the same time, the lessons that we learn through the li- the pain of life, it's not just for us alone. We're sharing it with the world around us. And, and so yeah. 
service, I think, is a big part of that. And this this coaching program, a lot of that is birthed out of what I went through back in 2013, where I kind of left that cliffhanger because everybody's like, okay, he's a young man, he's juggling, he's speaking to children, he's doing all these things. So life started out great. And then all of a sudden, I had a you know curveball thrown at me. And I think a lot of people find themselves you know, throwing different curveballs. And some of them are very difficult to, you know, get a handle on. And so if you want, um, I can dive into that side of the story. And then that can even lead us in further as far as talking about the book and really expressing, you know, what it is to live an epic life or what it means. I think it's important that people see where you came from, the challenges that you had in how where you are now and what you're doing with that. And I think that it's really good that, you know, when you were knocked down, how you got through that. And so I definitely, I would be honored if you kind of take us there so people can kind of connect with you and know just it's going to birth hope. You know, that's my heart. And so, yeah, like, let's get back into it. Let's not leave people (laughs) hanging. (laughs) All right. It sounds good. So, you know, back in that time period, 23 years old, actively pursuing the call of God. Life was going great. I had a a meeting. It was at a Friday. It was a Friday morning. I had a meeting at a university. I was going to be doing a comedy and juggling performance there the following weekend, but the meeting went great. Drove back. It was on my drive back to my church office that everything would go black, almost as if I didn't exist. And and actually, it was the the most unusual feeling, and it's very hard to, to describe it to people. But my world as I knew it just seemed to stop. And everything that I share on stage and on podcasts, events about my story, it's what I'm telling now strictly comes from police reports, witnesses, first responders, etc. There's a lot of images out there too of what happened, but I'm stopped at a red light is what I'm told. I was stopped at a red light on the highway. Now, mind you, this was a highway that I traveled on many a times. It was actually, to be, be honest, it was maybe only three to four miles from my home, which is interesting. I mean, right there in my hometown, bam. Traveling on this highway, stopped at a red light behind a van. I was rear-ended by a refrigerator box truck that was going full highway speed. And the investigator said it showed no signs of stopping. On impact of the box truck hitting my vehicle, which I drove a Dodge Durango, my Dodge blew up into flames. Mm. And the van in front of me went to one side of the intersection, and then mine was pushed through into an embankment. And like I said, if people are interested, they can go online, they Google in uh, my name, Cody Burns, and you can see photos. The sheriff's department took hundreds. And when the first responders arrived on the scene, just by the looks of my car, they said, well, whoever's in that, they're dead. They're not alive. So they had already assumed it to be a fatality. They had called the coroner and they were busy helping the individual that was in the van in front of me. They was helping her out. Fortunately, she was okay. Thank God for that. I, on the other hand, was left for dead. Well, yeah, because they, well, they were going after what they knew. They knew that person was alive. So they're just, all right, well, we're going to do everything we can to help her because this other guy, we know he ain't alive just by the looks of it. And the driver of the truck that hit me, you know, fortunately, this person was okay. And here I was. My world is you know, caving in around me. I'm, I'm basically burning alive. I know it sounds very graphic, but, um, it was, it was the case. 
until God intervened and mm. He took control in that moment. And I and I think there's there's a huge parallel. Uh, I, I love analogies and metaphors, if you will. And I think a lot of people have found themselves at red lights. Life is going great. You know, everything's going maybe going according to plan, or you start out heading towards that vision or that goal. And then all of a sudden, bam, life just takes a sudden turn for the worse. And you find yourself in a very troublesome situation, trapped in the heat of life. Mm. And God came to my rescue in that moment. And I say that because I believe with all my heart, he moved my hand because I don't remember it. I don't remember anything. I moved my hand. And because of that movement, the first responders, they changed everything. They said, holy cow, this guy's alive. We got to shift our plans. That little bit of movement changed everything for me. And I always tell people, you know, what can a little bit of movement do for you and for your situation? It changed everything for me. And I don't remember it, but the first responders, they I've talked to them, met all of them after now. I mean, they've all told me, they said, Cody, you was talking to us. You told us who you was, where you worked, everything. And wow. it's amazing how the body works. I don't remember none of it. They got me out. It took them a good hour to get me out of this thing. They put me on a stretcher and they life flighted me to a hospital in Evansville, Indiana, which is the southern part of the state. And then they immediately redirected me to the nearest burn unit that had an open bed. Indianapolis had one open bed. The bed just opened. And oh my God. so, yeah, you talk about amazing. God, you know, I, like I said, I don't believe he did this to me, but he allowed it to happen. He knew it was going to happen. But he also made a way in the midst mm-hmm. of my difficulty. Mm-hmm. And so one bed had just opened up in Indianapolis. And so they airlifted me to Indy. And it's it's about a three-hour drive if I were to, you know, if you didn't drive there. Yeah. And so they took me there and they put me into a coma on life support. I was in a medically induced coma for three weeks. I had severe burn injuries. My my injuries, the, the paper said I was stable, but I wasn't stable. I was very critical. They almost lost me a couple of times in the um, ICU. Uh, my family certainly re- remembers it. Uh, my oxygen levels dropped very low. I had third and fourth degree burns. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a fourth degree burn, but wow. the burns had burnt through my fat cells down to bone and muscle. Oh they wanted gosh. to amputate a few of my limbs. I had broken vertebrae torn ligaments. I had a blood infection in the unit. There was just a lot of stuff that happened. Three weeks, three weeks, all this stuff went down and I had surgeries. And Fortunately, they didn't amputate anything. Uh, they wanted to amputate three of my fingers and they were able to save them. They don't move like they used to though, but at least I do have them. But coming out of that coma, I remember my family, I remember hearing my family and and that's really where the book picks up, by the way, for those that are interested. So the book is called Scar Release, Breaking Free of Yesterday's Troubles. And this book, not only am I sharing my story, it's not really about me. It's about helping people find themselves in the story. Mm. But I open up in the story at this scene right here where I'm coming to. And I'm being awakened, hearing the voices of my family and more specifically, my mom. And my mom, she tells me, you know, Cody, you're in Indianapolis. You've been here in this burn unit. You was hit by a box truck. You have severe burn injuries on 40% of your body. Your recovery is not going to be easy, Cody. But no matter what, don't lose sight of your vision. Your worldwide ministry has begun. Wow. Those words changed everything for me. And um, 
they, you know, wow. even though in that moment, I mean, I could take this conversation so I can go on for a long, but there's <laughs> in that moment, you know, I'm grateful to be alive. And, and I went through multiple emotions, grateful to be alive one moment, the next moment, I'm wondering why did God let this happen? I'm taken back by those words. Don't lose sight of your vision. I think it's important that each of us have people in our life to remind us of what's most important when life knocks us down, because at some level or another, we're all going to take a hit and we need people to yeah. remind us. And as a speaker, as a minister of the gospel, I'm simply just reminding people, you know, get back up. There's going to be a, a better tomorrow. God's got you. Know that he loves you. And even though life may not be easy on this side of heaven, know that we are promised uh, an eternal life with our Heavenly Father. You know, as Christians, we know that this earth is not our final, not our final home. Right. And right. we're just passing through. So I'll pause there and let you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. Like, it's it's so good. I love how you said that it's just in your story is the way that what you do now is for other people to find a way to find their story in it. And I really love that. I really love how God has set that up. It's just, it's really, it's amazing. And I really want, I mean, is that one of the reasons that you started the Epic? Is that one of the reasons like was your, was so like, it's a step-by-step of helping them get to where they are. Like, Hey, you're in your lowest point. I've been there probably in like, I've been dead. Okay. But just how you came up out of that, I just. It, it certainly has, I, I, you know, through this experience, it taught me a lot. And, and I was, was 23 at the time. I'm a young man right now. I'm I'll be 32 this year. And so, but going through pain and this event in my life, it, it allowed me to grow into mature in ways that I wouldn't have if I hadn't gone through this. Right. And so out of this, you know, God has put a lot of mentors and people in my life that has encouraged me. And, you know, my faith grew stronger as a result of this. You know, I, I will, if people are really interested in my faith journey, um, I encourage them to get the book um, because there's two chapters I dedicate to kind of explain to people in a roundabout way how I made peace with my faith, uh, peace with God. And I realized why God allowed this to happen to me. And so I, there's one of my mentors, he says it best, you know, God didn't do this to me, but he allowed it to happen because he could trust me with the scars. And, and mm. so, you know, as a burn survivor, I have scars, uh, 40%. My arms are scarred, my hands, my left leg, my, I have some scars on my lower back. My right foot is completely scarred. I have minor, uh, not really minor, large uh, third degree burns, uh, scars on my uh, right leg. And so there's, there's a lot of scars that I have, and a lot of my scars can be hidden, and they can be covered up. And going through this, actually, I, I, God really showed me a lot about not only myself, but others. And I recognized that scars aren't so much always physical. They are more so emotional. Going through this, I had a lot of physical scars. I still carry them scars to this day, but the emotional scars were very great in of themselves. And those were the hardest to heal and overcome from. And I believe there's a lot of people that have encountered emotional scars. They've gone through uh, different events in their life. And these scars, if they're not properly dealt with, they can limit them in their everyday function. And, and so, you know, with the book and the coaching program, especially that, you know, the steps that I share, it's steps that 
you know, I, I've evaluated how I got from point A to point B. You know, this traumatic event that happened in my life, God has taken it to, and turned it around really for my good. Romans 8, 28, I love it. For we know in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him or are called mm-hmm. according to his purpose. God has turned this around to be one of the greatest blessings, but it doesn't mean it hasn't been easy. It certainly has been challenging and I've had my moments. I'm human, but God has been faithful through it all. And I had to do exactly what those steps are, embrace challenges. I had to embrace that I had now I'm going to live with permanent scarring. Mm. How this is now a part of who I am. I am now burned and what am I going to do with it? All right. Well, the first thing is I have to acknowledge it. I have to embrace it. And then I have the P, which is provide perspective. What are the lessons I'm going to learn through this? How can I reframe it? What can God teach me in the midst of my difficulty? And then I implement those changes. I apply those lessons and those things to my life. I want to be a better man than I was yesterday. And then I celebrate. I celebrate the fact that I'm here. I count my blessings. I'm still here. There's a reason as to why I'm still alive and I'm still living. It's so important. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, you know, we have a similar, similar heart and I just, it's so important because, you know, not all of us have went through what you went through, but in some way we can, we can relate. We can relate in our darkest moments and our traumas that there is hope and there is light on the other side. And not only that, like when I hear you talk about what you went through and how God allowed it, I think of Job. Mm-hmm. Like I think about how, you know, the reality is, is the devil went to him for permission to mess with Job. <laughs> it, it just, it gives me goosebumps because the, Job, he believed in Job so much to go through what he did because he knew it was going to bring him glory. And not only that, it was going to bring so many other people to Christ, to him. And I just believe that that is what he's doing through you, what he's doing through this coaching. I mean, there's a lot of people that title themselves of coaching. I recently have just embraced that. Okay. I need to take your, your (laughs) epic (laughs) steps um, because I just don't like titles. I don't, I don't like it when people label themselves. And I feel like that word is thrown out a lot. And it's very, it's very hard because what we talked about, about the self-help and about, you know, I, and going back on the church aspect about, I always tell people there's a lot of motivational speakers in the church and not Mm -hmm. pastors. Right. And so just people have lost their trust and they're discouraged Mm -hmm. and they don't know who to trust and they still have this pain and they know, and they want more. Right. And the only one that can give them that is Christ. And the only way that we can reach them in those dark spots is by going through that darkness ourselves and coming out on the other side. And yeah. And Job is an example of that. And I believe that that is very similar to what you're going through because we can all relate with your story in the realm of like, look, I embrace that this happened to me, but I came out on the other side better than ever. Yeah. And I believe and, and it glorified God in a way that, you know, the, you have a choice, right? People have a choice. And I believe that's what's amazing about um, your epic life game plan is because People have these choices when they're in hard times. They can either, and I, and it's like the devil in the, in the Lord on your shoulders. Right. And it's like, <laughs> you can be a victim. This happened to you. You need to be mad at God. You need to be mad at the world and be bitter because this happened to you. And that's where you're going to be. That's where you're mm-hmm. going to stay. Or you can embrace it. Yeah. This happened to me. This is, I went through this. This is happening to me. Divorce, affair, abuse, 
rape. Like I don't hold back, like whatever that darkness is. Like I, I like, I am all about being open and transparent because it's in those moments that people feel seen and they feel heard. And they're like, wow, like, it's not about us, but wow, God did that to her. I need to know the steps and not what she did. And so I would encourage my listeners You can download it for free on your website. It's an epic life game plan. I've already downloaded it. I believe that we all can learn something no matter what place we're in, no matter what season we're in, no matter how wise we think that we are, we are always, always, always going to learn a lesson. That is the way the Lord works. Every time we think we've made it, the Lord knocks us back down and we got more steps to take. And so, oh my gosh, like I'm thankful that you're walking into this purpose of coaching because that's genuinely what a coach is, is you're helping people. You're going in the trenches with them. You're not just buttering them up. You're not just tickling mm. their ears. You're not just saying we can all get to the top. <laughs> it, you're just, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going in there with them. And I would also encourage my listeners to really go and get his book because in that you're going to understand, you're really going to be able to embrace everything that he's went through and where he is now. My hands are up to you. And I'm so glad that you came on motherhood unfiltered. I noticed like in just kind of reading who you are and listening to you, you've always been passionate about people before the accident. And after you just have had this heart for people. And I just think that in that juggling, that's a humble title. Like you're, I've worked in children's (laughs) ministry. Like I am not about it. Like I've been a teacher, like just like that humble beginning. And then for that to happen and just I'm humbling you. I'm allowing you to go through this. And I believe all of us do that. I believe God takes us all through that growth journey in some way. And so in in doing that, like my question is to you is, do you believe that in everything, like if you were to put everything together, your beginning to your accident, to your speaking in your book, that it has led you to this deeper purpose for people, like to understand them. Like you've always, you know how you have a passion for something, but God's like, okay, yeah, you have a passion for it, but I'm going to take you into something that makes you understand it so much more. And I know that you said that it just gave you after that, just a gratefulness to be alive and this perspective. But do you believe that that led you into a deeper purpose or passion for people in general, women and men, like to help them in those trenches? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, growing up, you you hear stories about other people have gone through traumatic events and and you kind of, you know, when you're young, sadly, you you hate saying this, but you kind of become almost uh, naive in ways or just um, Mm -hmm. refusing to accept the fact that, oh, that'll never happen to me. Right. But some people are, 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 you know, sadly from a child, they're, they're really affected and they're hurt. Some people, they don't encounter it till later on in life and there's different forms of pain, but this pain, it, it, it taught me a lot and I'm still growing and learning. I don't have all the answers. I'm still growing every day, but it has allowed me to speak into people's lives that I would have never been able to talk to if I had not gone through this. And so my audience today isn't so much with children. I'll do some kids events, you know, here and there, but most of the time now it's, it's more so, you know, young adults, Mm -hmm. adults. Um, I've been able to speak in prisons. I mean, to the corporate field, college students, 
And, and there's a lot, there's a lot I'm able to reach and it's really taken off to be international. And I'm not saying that to boast of my own doing because it all goes back to God. Right. Anything that I do that is, uh, has any benefits, it's all because of him. Yeah. And let me, um, and if I can add, and I know your time is precious because we, we could like, honestly, we had a whole conversation before this. Here's what, what's great about what you're doing. I don't think you're boasting. I think What's so awesome about all of this is that when I bring up your passion for people, I believe 100% that there's so many other people that have passion to help people, but they are so stuck in their own darkness Hmm. that they don't, or maybe they're not, maybe they're not going through anything. And they're like, I don't know how I'm going to help people, but I have a heart for it. That look at Cody, look at Cody, look at his story in the realm of like what he went through and how that gave you a deeper intimate, like intentional, more revelation of what your God purpose is. And so my encouragement to you, if you have a purpose and you want to change and you want to really just make a difference in the world and in people's life, there's hope even in your darkness and God can use it for so much good. This poor man was pronounced dead and here he is just like striving in life, helping so many other people. I just want people to take that away. I just want to encourage people with that, that hope is a powerful thing. And you are an example of that. And so um, I just had to, I just, I'm tend to cut people off. (laughs) I get so excited. No, it's good. I only have one more question for you. Okay. And it's so irrelevant to what we're talking about. It's just a really (laughs) random question. I like to ask my, or my guests, but yeah, just continue with what you were saying. And also don't forget to tell people where they can find you on social media, um, where they can download your epic game plan, life game plan, and where they can get your book and download the first chapter of it. So don't forget yes. that. Okay. We got to tell yes. people where you're at. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and so if people want to find out more about me, my website is codyburns.com, C-O-D-Y-B-Y-R-N-S.com. Um, on there, there is links to the uh, the book, and you can get that on Amazon. It's available on Kindle as well as paperback. I also have it in Spanish, uh, which is kind of cool. That so is I, so cool. I, I, God has uh, been very fortunate to open up some doors in uh, the Spanish culture, and so I love it. That's amazing. And, and so if they like, they can go on there and, and get the book. Uh, my website, there is a page on there, a link where they can click it on there and they can type in their name, their email, they can download the first chapter for free. And if they're interested in the coaching program, epiclifegameplan.com, that link will take you directly to the page where you can put your name, email in there, and you can download this PDF. And it's got all those steps listed out. And it kind of explains each one. And then as my free gift to you, I hope it is a blessing. And um, I'm actively um, doing things on social media, Instagram, more so Instagram than any of them, but I do have Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. If they like to find out you know, any, anything else, uh, feel free to send me an email, info at codyburns.com. I, I'm just um, truly grateful for the opportunity to be here with you, Ashley. I just hope that it is a blessing to all of your listeners and encourages them and know that no matter what life brings, you know that, that God cares and that um, through him, through him, we will make it through. He never promised us an easy life, but we do know that in difficulties, he is there. He is in the midst of our dark moments. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, in, in the long run, he will turn around for our good. I really believe that with all of my heart. And so 
thank you again. I, I loved it. It's been a lot of fun. It has been fun. Okay. So let's get more funner. So I like to ask my guest what kind of show they're watching presently right now. Like, is there a show or a movie that you're kind of into like right now? Don't hold back. Okay. We're all people. <laughs> okay. I watch crime. Like it's a thing. Okay. For wives and women, but I am all about like crime documentaries. Like I stayed up way too late last night watching a teen killer. <laughs> oh okay. Gosh. So, but Jesus loves me. Okay. So don't hold that. <laughs> You're probably more holy than me, but yeah. Tell no, us, no, tell no, us no, the good I, stuff. <laughs> God knows. I tell you, uh, there's, there's a couple different reality TV shows and okay. that I, that I love on TLC. Okay. And I actually got to meet the uh, people that are in this one and the, and the one show is called the Seven Little Johnstons. Okay, it's a family of, of little people, and it is. Oh my gosh, I know they're, them. Yeah, they're. Oh, they're I don't they're, know they're, them, but I watched yeah. it and I love it. Uh, it, well, I, I, I was, it, and it was them. I, I, Dad and I, my, I was driving through uh, Georgia, and Dad and I, we stopped at this hotel, and it was, uh, gosh, it's been a few years back, and um, they were all there um, celebrating the premiere of their new season at one point. Okay, so I got all of them. And so since that time, I've just kind of been addicted to uh, to their TV show. Because you're like a family member now. Like, yeah, well, I know them. I met I, them. I mean, I don't know them personally. <laughs> I know what I, you're I just, saying. But, I feel you like know, I you, met you <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it's a good, fun show for families. It, it's clean. You know, on Netflix, I'll say, in which I'm excited. I haven't yet watched this season. Okay. But uh, Cobra Kai, I, I kind of really got into oh, that with the Karate Kid. Is it good? It is. Okay. Secretly, I look for my own show recommendations. So I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Those are the top I think of right now, off the top of my head. Yeah. So have you seen the new Matrix yet? I have not. No, is it? I'm only through half of it because my life is insane. And I promised I wouldn't watch the rest of it without my husband. But it's <laughs> so good so far. It's so good. You have you need to go back and watch. Just kind of like refresh your brain a little bit. Okay. Because I'm like, wait, I don't remember that happening. And so I would have to go on YouTube and do that. But I am like into that right now. And I'm just like, oh, and into Star Wars. Like uh, I I I have a list of how to watch it. And uh -huh. I'm trying to connect with my preteen and my son. So I'm just like going back and trying to do that. But yeah, I'm into these shows I would have never saw myself doing. But here we are. Here we are. All right, Cody. It was so good having you on Motherhood Unfiltered. And I am so excited to dive into your book myself. And good luck on the wedding planning and the house stuff and all of the things that you're walking into. It was so good having you on here. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Such a pleasure. Hey, you guys, it's Ashley. Listen, we're going to take a little break, but we're not done. When we come back, you guys are going to have the most amazing conversations available. You're going to hear the best interviews, and it's going to be fun. I want you to go back, and we have so much content that you can listen to. And while you're at it, share with a friend, okay? Leave a rating, leave a review. Let's push that podcast up there so we can share with others. And we have a really great community over on Facebook called Confidence and Coffee, and I would love to connect with you there. We'll be back soon, and it'll be better than ever. So stay with me. Stay tuned.